Hello and welcome to Pod for Norga, the official podcast for all Norwegian film and television. All of them. I'm Jack. Even this one? I am, uh, I, I'm still, yes, yes, definitely. Okay. Um, I, I'm Jack. I'm here in Oslo. Um, joining me in the same country, but in, in a different place is... Erland in the Erusdal. And then over in America is... Kevin. And John. Uh, Giro is not joining us today because uh, she's she in, she's sick. Oh, um, oh it's she's sick. Non-corona, non-corona related. Um, and, but she did watch the movie with me and shared her thoughts. Oh, so boy. instead, we're gonna have three white Christian men. Discuss, <laughs> I was gonna say this is a, very, this is a bad combination. We are discuss. We're we're we can do that, right? No. Uh, no. This we, we today we'll be discussing the 2017 uh, film "What Will People Say" or "Vavel Folk See" because I'm getting pretty good at Norwegian. Look at right, you, Erlen? Erlen, look at you. you. Check that. Is that, is that <laughs> was that pretty good? That was that was yeah. That was uh, nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Oh. Can I tell you how I uh, first came across the reason I, I first came across this movie is where do I have it here because in my I am taking uh, government sponsored. Uh, Norwegian classes in in my my book here called Good in Norwegian Good in Norsk. Um, one of the chapters is about this movie. That's oh, um, wow. it, it, I, yeah, so I was like, <laughs> so I was like, that is all this sorts is of cool. levels of propaganda right there. <laughs> this movie, this movie, I'm like, surely this is going to be a fun romp. About I think that's a girl, appropriate like, from different yeah. cultures coming to coming to Norway oh, and dear. stuff, and that holy people understanding each other. Yeah. Oh boy. So uh, I did read, but uh, I went back and reread the chapter about her. So the uh, about the the main actress uh, Maria uh, Mosda is uh, an Afghan immigrant, born in Afghanistan, and moved to Norway when she was nine. And then, and I have cool. <laughs> other fun fact we have to put in her only other acting credit, which I don't know if th- this won't mean anything to our American listeners, but I got to tell Erlen is she was in Captain Sabelton. Oh, She's sick. Sab- <laughs> for, for for our American listeners, that's essentially yeah. like it's like an iconic child's uh, fairy tale about a pirate who's like both he's like an anti-hero, he's like a bad guy, but everybody roots for him. Um, yeah. And it's originally like a huge theater piece that's like put on in a big amusement park in Stavanger, maybe or Kristiansand. Sorry, Kristiansand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's epic, and they have like they, there's like an ice cream in the shape of this pirate. Like this guy is uh, thoroughly he's a em- big deal embedded yeah. in our culture. All right, about All right. him. So he's so he's an antihero because he is like he's. I, I believe the song says that he is a dangerous man. Yep, Captain Sabaton, Aden Falimon. Exactly. Yes, that's my my three year old nephew explained this to me once. Um, <laughs> and but but is he is he like competent? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's got a very loyal crew, you know, and like the crew is just as important as Captain Sabaton, but it's ridiculous. I, I, like, I hope everybody IMDb, just Googles it. Yeah. On IMDb, it's, uh, it looks like Peter, the reverse of Peter, like the bizarro Ex- Peter Pan. Exactly. Yeah, it is yeah. a very yeah. Captain Pinky, a young boy who wants to be a pirate under his idol, Captain Sabretooth, the king <laughs> of the ocean. That is a badass name. Yeah, Captain I think that's very appropriate. Sabaton? Sabelton. 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 There is Sabelton. there is also a Sabelton. I think it came out last year is a a animated movie like a full length feature film. Oh, yeah. I have it on our movie list. Oh <laughs> so, wow! I, I think I think, ooh, I think that's going to be a struggle though. <laughs> 
uh, Cap- it's a uh, Captain Sabretooth and the Magic Gem or something, and Ooh, yeah. it's got singing, and uh, oh I found it very, very, well, uh, very charming. The trailer, at least. Oh, I am yeah. so glad that we have had this little uh, preamble to uh, lighthearted <laughs> yeah. preamble to what will undoubtedly be a very difficult movie to talk about. A very dark, dark podcast. Very dark, yeah. and yeah. we Brace are yourself, yeah, audience. As, as has been alluded to earlier, we are uh, three white men. Four. There's four of us. Four of us. <laughs> Sorry, three of us off, with so cameras. We can't, we we can't, can't see you. That's, we just um, see that he's a J. It's four just of a J. Us. <laughs> yeah, you're just a J. You're not just a J. You're you're in our hearts. Um, no, but it's it's a is a is a tough movie, and we are not qualified. But yeah, I think we can all. come at at it from a very uh, you know a, yes. a, a good perspective. You know, a, a, a place of understanding and a. We we can try to I say we tr- we we're definitely going to tackle this uh, from a filmmaking perspective yes. from an acting perspective and I'm, we will obviously need to touch on some of the cultural aspects of the storyline here. Yeah. Um, I but think huge it's, caveats on all of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I do think it's also important to say that the movie was made for of like an audience that is arguably largely but like it is made for the norwegian audience that's also kind of internally grappling with this kind of thematic uh yes struggle mm-hmm. if you will so i don't know oh, yeah. uh, I, I i think anybody could comment on it i mean of course we'll mm-hmm. do so with those caveats in mind but i i'm excited to talk about this even if it's going to be pretty depressing that's great yes <laughs> well yes. um let me read uh, for the uh, for those who have not um uh, watch the movie yet i can give the t- uh the summary from imdb which just says that the film is the story of nisha a uh, daughter of a pakistani norwegian family who is kidnapped to pakistan by her parents when her father finds her in bed with a man um uh i've i've written up our summaries as we normally do i think we can go through this film um kind of in set pieces and chunks uh, mm-hmm. beginning first with the scenes in, in set in norway but before we get to that does anybody want to to jump in with overall thoughts on the movie or something they really want to tackle the floor so, is yours oh i like I, I really enjoyed this movie it was really intense and a, i saw a lot of things that i have uh you know I, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very well-made movie. That's all. Mm-hmm. I'd, so I'd like I... to say... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, John. No, no, please. Arlen, go ahead. I, I was just going to say that. I mean, I haven't I haven't been on a lot of these episodes f- with you guys, but I will say of the ones that I have participated in, I think this is the best movie so far. Like, it's the heaviest and it's the most challenging and everything, but it's just like, mm-hmm. fuck. Like, this movie is, has stuck with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this is definitely a heavy movie. I will say that I was, um, while watching it and afterwards, one of my big initial reactions, kind of similar to what we've been alluding to or talking about, but uh, was like, this is basically just, uh, you know, Western civilization saying how great we are as compared to this. And it was kind of like a stereotypical story. But with some more looking, it turns out that this is actually a true story uh, in the a, a fair number of the mm. a fair number of the particulars are not are, are, are true and not even just like as a composite or a general tale. So mm-hmm. uh, whether or not this plays into a lot of stereotypes, there is there is apparently truth here, which is which is tough, um, but uh, probably worth I, talking and about. If I, if, 
if I can uh, piggyback on that. So um, uh, I, I looked uh, and Giro read a, a bit of the um, news articles that came out because obviously this there were a lot of think pieces in Norwegian press after this came out. Um, the film is written and directed by Iram Hak, Hak, H-A-K-Q. Um, and she says that while this is not literally her story, um, it is heavily based on an actual experience she had. So when she was 14, she, again, she is a Pakistani immigrant living and mm. growing up in Norway who, when she was 14, uh, was kidnapped by her father and sent back to Pakistan. Um, uh, though the details of what actually happened are different, uh, that's obviously a very harrowing experience. And she says it's, it's the feeling is largely true, um, including that she actually broke away from her family and lived on her own until, um, I think uh, later on her father reached back out and they, uh, reconciled a bit. So this isn't like, yeah, this would be different if this was written by Ulla Norman, you know, white guys <laughs> mm-hmm. about, you know, from the, we have a part, there's a, there's a group movement here called the Sion movement, which is the stop Islam. What is it? Oh. Alamation of Norway. Oh. If they were like, because <laughs> this is a tough one, but this is obviously from someone's experience. And right. yeah, tough. I, I didn't realize it was, uh, it was based on I like like John said. I, I kind of saw this as mm-hmm. like if if it was true, a a composite of, of mm-hmm. experiences. But knowing that it's actually, you know, the the large broad strokes of it are are true. That's that's a uh, it makes a difference. Tough. Yeah, it's yeah. Tough. I'd also I like to add that I think that um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, like Jack said, the dad came back into the picture in later life, and then actually mm-hmm. like on on his deathbed, then he finally kind of like gave his consent for, for his daughter to make the movie. And like, she was mm-hmm. very, she was very, cause um, if you look at, at, like I watched a couple of interviews about it afterwards. And of course, I think it's very clear where, like, I mean, it's the, uh, the, the director's voice wants, wants a certain argument to be made, but I, like, according to her, at least in those interviews, she made her, she made it very clear that she was trying to show both sides. She was trying to show how this was difficult from both sides. And she was trying to create like that level of nuance. So it's not just mm. like, um, yeah, like just I, uh, hitting someone over the head. that. That that is very evident at the very at the end, and we'll get to it. I, I don't want, I'm not gonna get ahead of us, but yes, I, I can see how that. Whereas the, a lot of this movie is kind of one, uh, not one sided, but kind of one sided. It there is there are those glimmers of like humanity and understanding from the mm-hmm. from the father's side from from the family side. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, shall we go into the kind of the scene by scene? So um, I'm I'm going to read uh, kind of the areas that that we'll be able to discuss. So we begin with Nisha, um, the who's kind of a normal 16 year old Norwegian girl. We see her playing with her friends out at the basketball court um, in the snow, which I assume is a thing you grew up doing, Erlen. Um, <laughs> basketball. Uh, they, have, they have snow in America, right? <laughs> <laughs> we don't play basketball not for long. In the snow we stories. Yeah. <laughs> Climate change has ruined everything. <laughs> Um, so, um, she, uh, uh, is seen flirting with this boy, Daniel, um, her parents are concerned. Um, we see a lot of scenes of her parents being concerned with, uh, shame, which we'll see not, not just with their daughter, but also how they are perceived within the Pakistani community in Norway. Um, the mother making several references to that when they're dancing at the father's birthday party, um, 
the uh, uh, the father is initially depicted as very loving to his family. He gives money to his daughter for his own birthday, says, brags about her, says one day she's going to be a doctor or an engineer because she's so smart. Um, then uh, the night of the birthday party, she sneaks out to go join uh, a party with some of her Norwegian friends. Um, she ends up bringing a boy back home to sneak into her bedroom. And then right when they're, it looks like they're about to kiss and start getting physical, his phone goes off, uh, waking up the father who comes in and mercilessly beats him yeah. and, um, Oof. actually hits her several times. So let's talk about that whole stretch. Um, what a climb, <laughs> like, like what a, what it, it accelerated so fast, you know what I mean? It Which did, I loved. Yeah. I felt like it, it just, it didn't One, waste any time. You know, it got straight into the conflict, which, uh, I appreciated. Yeah. 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 Great storytelling. Yeah. It's amazing. I, I was surprised at how little this movie actually took place in Norway. It's like the very beginning, the first 10 minutes and then the last 10 minutes. I totally was expecting yeah. a lot more in Norway. Yeah. 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 Um, I, uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, the portrayal of the father Mirza, um, mm. who is played by Abdel Hussein, um, who, um, I, um, I had seen the trailer. I knew, I, you know, obviously, like I said, I read this in my, my class book. I, I knew a bit about the story about what was coming, but like when you first see him, he has really strong, um, what I thought is like dad energy, like oh, yeah. just from the way he dresses is very like, his, you know, he wears these like button up white color shirts. He dresses dress like a dad. He's got these glass, the glasses, his haircut style. He seems like kind of like a normal guy at pass all the time. He doesn't seem like an imposing, you know, physical force. But then when he's and especially like when you see him before him, his love for his daughter, the giving her the money, the bragging about her. And then when it snaps, when he catches that boy and the way he is beating him, oh like, God. you know, like yeah. the, the, his physical force as a presence in this movie, I, I understand, you know, the fear. There's a lot of aspects in this movie that I felt it felt like a horror movie. Um, you know, mm. with her, uh, you know, later on when she is taken in the car, it, it, it feels like a horror movie, but it's, it's more scary because it's like this, it's not a, this is like a real thing. Right, right. You yeah. know, it, it's, and, and I, I, so I thought his performance was great and, and terrifying all at the same time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree. He was super good in this role. One of the things I think that <clears throat> I'm on his IMDb page right now, one of the things that just kind of stri strikes me is that. He has kind of a baby face, a little bit. Like he has yeah. kind of rounded uh, features mm -hmm. on his cheeks and, and chin and stuff. And and so yeah, when you see him, you know, dancing and trying to charm his wife, and and you're like, mm -hmm. oh, this is really nice. And then that snap, like you're talking about, it's you know, mm -hmm. I've I've you know heard about the you know that kind of um, you know, Pakistani or or Indian uh, parental figure who mm -hmm. you know, snaps like that and it's i don't know how how true this or if if this was an episode in in her own life or if mm -hmm. it or if this was a you know but i i think yeah his he was scary because of how deceptively cute he was yeah you know yeah. but um and, yeah and, no, and, he, and was, we... he was a great in this Let's let's extend this further. So um, from uh, what ends up happening is the police are called. Um, they uh, they have child welfare services come in and they, they separate Nisha out um, and uh, talk about uh, what happened. And then there's a, the next day, there's a meeting between um, the child services, Nisha and her father brought back in. And he um, 
gives like a list of demands, including like saying like, all right, you have to marry this boy. Mm -hmm. And when she says she doesn't love him, um, and that uh, she she also says I haven't slept with him yet, and he flips out, thinking she's a she's a liar, and it mm-hmm. made me it, the one one thing I kept thinking about in this movie is just like now we're I don't, we're getting into like very touchy subject here, but like a very like toxic male culture because I was yeah. I kept thinking if if she was a the main character was a man and got caught with a Norwegian girl like there's no world. I don't think that this they would have the same reaction. Yeah, not, not as I visceral, don't. but there probably would still be that a like yeah, you have to marry this this girl now, or yeah, or there's else a lot of sexual mores, or else there, she's going to go away. You know, as, it probably is, uh, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one believes uh, her ever in the movie. Yeah. Right? That's the problem. Like, no one ever believes her mm-hmm. in any context. Yeah, it's like she was just automatically written off as like a frivolous uh, troublemaker, you know what I mean? And I I also was kind of struck by how little the film spent time uh, trying to get the main character to make her argument. Like she didn't even, she barely even really argued, you know what I mean? Like she she wasn't like, why don't you believe me? It's like she just knew it was a lost cause. And that that goes for both against the father, but also the aunt and uncle. It's like they barely even tried to talk their way out of it. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah, it was a lost cause. One thing I noticed is this, it's it because it doesn't matter because Mm. again, which goes to, I think this is like a, the perfect title for the movie. I agree. Um, And because it's just about rumors, their, their reaction is not. Why would you do this? You should feel it, it, it's not guilt based. It's shame based. This it, the the conversation mm-hmm. is not, you know, why did you do this? This was a bad thing. It's why did you do this? Think of how other people will talk about us. Mm-hmm. And it's think it, of our reputation. The, the, think the, about. Exactly. The rumor is all you need. Like mm-hmm. the, it doesn't matter whether she did it or not. What matters is that like now people talk about the rumor. Yeah. And, and it, so what's the point of even defending yourself against it? Because because of you know what happened here, right? Ugh. It's um, yeah, the, the societal pressure to 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 uh, you mm-hmm. know she's from that um, that initial kind of dismissing uh, from her father that that is what sets mm-hmm. you know everything in motion. That you know yeah. once she has been labeled as mm-hmm. as you know bad or whatever you know mm-hmm. as need as needing to uh, you know go off to back to back home. Um, yeah, from that moment, everyone just kind of assumes, and it's like, okay, yeah. you are now in this category of mm-hmm. other person that we just we have to deal with now, and deal with our own family because of your actions, or, or deal with the, yeah. the how our family is viewed in the community because of your actions. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, echoing what you all just said, that's Erlen. How do you feel it was handled? Because I mean, this is a very I mean, yeah, I've lived here a, a bit now, but like, I'm still feel very much like an outsider. The the relation of this community, the Pakistani community and immigrant groups with a very different culture, and how how everything that's handled is how everything that happens is handled by the for the what I assume is like a Norwegian child welfare group here who has to try to navigate respecting you know the cultural differences of a of a family dealing with a minor you know she's 16 years old she's not a legal adult yet versus the 
how far they're allowed to go and kind of yeah. saying like, this is more than just your culture. Now you're breaking into like the laws and rights our country has decided for that this 16 year old has. Yeah. is th- I think that there is no, like, um, honestly, this is, this is probably like if I, I've, I've never, uh, I don't really know any personally who, who works in like, um, social services or anything like that. And I haven't really had a conversation with anybody for, to hear their perspective, but I do know that this has been kind of like a major point of tension for the child services uh, in Norway in the last decade or so. And it's not just, um, you know, dealing with these types of episodes, but it's also like, um, it's also, um, for example, a lot of um, Roma people come to Scandinavia, uh, both in Sweden and Norway, and um, they don't want to put their kids in school. And then uh, there's just been a lot of politicized and, and for good reason. I mean, it's just been a lot of drama about how, how, how does the state handle that? Like we, uh, as a state believe in certain things, you know, good education, blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, but then that infringes on like, it's, it, it just goes straight at the heart of like cultural relativism and mm-hmm. kind of like, these are the rules of a sovereign state that has a certain standard and a certain norm, yeah. uh, I suppose. So, I think that they told the story super well. You know what I mean? And and they could show that the this child protective services were really trying, but they weren't prying. Like they weren't like like aggressive where they were like mm-hmm. we're we're going to take this child out of this home. You know what I mean? It was more mm-hmm. like it was more like you know you can talk to us, please don't be afraid and they were trying to be as and I I I I feel like that's the reality in Norway where people are very careful. It's very it's a very careful process. I don't think it's a very like I don't think child protective services here are very aggressive ever. One thing one thing that struck me though is in in the in the conversation, you know, once she comes back from uh Pakistan, they something that that kind of always, you know, when I when you know you see in in like American movies and TV and stuff, if a uh um a witness or a victim is being interviewed and they're like, "Are you sure everything's okay?" And like, "Oh yeah, no, everything's fine. Everything's fine." It's like, okay, well, if you need anything or like if you're afraid to say something, mm-hmm. now is the time like we can deal with that. If if you are afraid to if you are saying this right now because you are afraid of consequ- of the consequences, then that is something yeah. that we can help you deal with. Yeah. But that 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 moment wasn't there mm-hmm. in in this yeah. but and kind of struck me as like why wouldn't yeah. they try and give her an out in any sort of way? I, I I presume that they're erring on the side. I mean, like Erlen said, there is that sensitivity of trying to respect the culture while still protecting, you know, the rights and of the individual. Like Nisha, for I I just took the like the society knowledge test here, which about your right a lot about your rights and and they it's like an explicit Norwegian law that you gain like sexual rights at age like fifteen or sixteen. Sixteen, I think, yeah. So you can like have is the age so you can't like your family theoretically couldn't punish you for having sex once you turn sixteen. Right. So at the same time. Yeah, it's it's interesting that they that's, put uh, put stuff in laws that, there. There's a lot yeah. of legal questions that yeah. I have. Well, so that is interesting. Ahead, that was actually gonna. I, I was gonna push back a, just a bit on the, um, just on one part of the sensitivity of the child welfare mm-hmm. agency, only because, uh, so in the initial interview, the child welfare officer kept saying, like, 
you did nothing wrong. You did nothing wrong. You did nothing wrong. And mm-hmm. like, uh, certainly sh- there was nothing worthy of a beating happening there. Like mm-hmm. I, it, in my view, and I think this is probably accords with, with Norwegian cultural norms mm-hmm. as well. I think parents get to decide whether their kid has someone over in bed with them, right? Like that. And it's, it's mm-hmm. well within your rights to punish your child in a non-physical way or to mm-hmm. set boundaries and rules around that. Um, in America, I, like I, I, I think that seems totally reasonable. And so, you know, I, I don't know that she didn't do, I don't know that she did nothing wrong. She screwed up here, right? Like it was just, but there's a level of, yeah. there's, there's, there's a the what the response is to that is, is of, of course yeah. yeah we're not in any way saying like she deserved it or this is like a victim blaming no thing, no no but I, like well, parents a, yeah. i think part of it she's a teenager right like i think that's what the mm-hmm. the teenagers screw up all the time that and that's mm-hmm. like, yeah that, yeah that's that the consequences that is what, and for she's this a, time. and i think she is a normal norwegian mm-hmm. teenager in in mm-hmm. like that's what the intro montage is showing she's a normal norwegian teenager you know she's sure. and like people do stupid things around around boys and and girls when they're teenagers yeah. uh or maybe yeah. don't make the smartest choices um mm-hmm. and actually she didn't do any like she was kissing there's there also yeah but uh but then it just it did blow totally out of proportion and then no one believed her um, let's let's uh, talk about that. Was about the decision. So Mirza talks with some of his friends, and they're concerned about how the effect the, the the effect of Nisha and like having a girl like this who is adapting to the Norwegian culture and bringing in those influences. They're afraid of how that's going to impact their community, and so the decision is made to send her back to Pakistan. The way this is handled is Nisha receives the call, set like saying everything is good now. We're gonna come pick you up, and then her brother and father pick her up, put her in the car, so and in fucked. another terrifying scene to yeah. me, they say like, "Oh, okay, we're gonna go for a sh- just a short little drive," go for a trip. and then they go for a little trip, and then they don't give her any information. They throw her her phone out of the window the father gives a very cryptic speech about like did you ever think about how this would impact our family they get on a ferry and they drive to germany and fly her out of germany to pakistan the ferry was now, terrifying. wait what that's what they did that's yeah i wasn't i, I didn't know they went, they went to, germany. to germany i just yeah they, i just that's uh, the ferry went to, to germany the, really? Okay. I, mean, I, the I thought it was a ferry was terrifying i was like where the hell are they going i, I thought they were gonna throw her off i thought they were gonna throw her off Absolutely. I, I, just, I was I was like, do they have ferries to Pakistan? Like, what is going on here? <laughs> is but... an, I thought it was like an honor killing situation. That's oh, what I thought. Too, we, it we was terrifying. To. That's honestly what I thought. Um, but then I was like, wait, this is only like the first yeah. 10 yeah, minutes yeah. of the movie. There's yeah. pro- and she's I also probably going to sur- be alive later on. Mm-hmm. On like on a small, like a, it's like a side note. Like, first of all, she did not text very conspicuously. You know what I mean? Like she could have sent a text so much more conspicuously. And then when she tried to make a run for it, she could have made a run run to the other way, like towards the car, right? Because like, and this goes back to the other thing about like child protective services in Norway are very sensitive. They tread carefully, but there have been um, efforts actually like to whether it's through these international um, courses that Jack is actually a part of now or other types of integration programs Mm -hmm. where it's like um, they're supposed to be kind of like signs that you can show at the airport if you're, for example, thinking that you're about to get shipped away as a child bride. Like that's a real thing in Norway that they're trying to to kind of like wage action against secretly. Mm -hmm. And then there's also – yeah. 
And I also the hand where that, he's holding her down oh when they're God. at the airport in Germany. I, I yeah. bet you that something like that seemed like something that happened in real life because the way that the attention they give, the way he is squeezing and pushing her hand, because that's like I was I was just begging like, oh, my God, surely you're going to when you go through security, you do something and say, just like flag me, like pull me mm -hmm. aside. I'm yeah, if they did go to uh, Germany. I'm German, wondering if that's why. Right? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, obviously, like, and she's again, like, she's a sixteen-year-old girl. We can't hold everybody. Like, she tries a lot of things that I immediately think, which I, I, I appreciated when she's in Pakistan. You know, trying to get a phone, trying to run away, trying to use the internet. Like, yeah. she, she does smart. Things. I think like that's. I feel but, like that's when she started taking the efforts very yeah. seriously. But I feel like, yeah. and maybe that's the pot. Like, she didn't believe that yeah. her own brother and yeah. and father were no. going to do that to her. So that's maybe why she didn't. You know. Um, like warn, I have a, make warnings or whatever. Yeah, I have I have a question here about. So they they take they fly um, her out of Germany. Like they put her on the boat. They fly her out. Um, this is this is obviously because they're trying to cover up their tracks. They're not just fly, oh let's go to you know the Oslo airport and fly out of Oslo. Like they're obviously they went a great distance to obscure where she is flying out of, but. One thing I was asking when I was talking to Giro or watching the film, um, are they are they committing a crime? Like what crime is being technically committed by the father here? Like he is a 16 year old daughter. Isn't and isn't he allowed to like send her away to live with family? Is that I'm trying I'm wondering, like, what crime is actually being committed? Had had the police caught them and stopped them? Yeah, I don't Right? Aren't, like you, aren't you a lawyer, John? Can you give us some uh, <laughs> some law I mean, knowledge? Well, this is kind of going with what I was saying earlier, which is, I, yeah, like if I think to what you guys were saying, had had she been able to make contact with the child welfare people, maybe mm -hmm. they would have been able to stop it because she is a she has a passport, so I'm assuming she's a Norwegian citizen, um, yeah. which means the Norwegian state can exercise some control over her as well. And mm -hmm. maybe step in on yeah. on like in the role of parents if they need to, or you know would have been able to put a guardian in place. Mm -hmm. um, but again, like yeah, parents have the right to take their children on trips, uh, yeah. right? And like, I, and that's part of why just, they probably why they didn't say anything. Maybe, maybe that's why yeah. they didn't they why they were so silent, so that she wouldn't have any inkling or be be able to. Mm -hmm say but they hey, help me i'm going to i'm going to pakistan she didn't know she was going to pakistan until she was right in pakistan yeah i feel like if there was some kind of uh legal instrument around that was being used in these situations we'd probably know about it and i think that just shows the complexity of the situation is like the child protective services can't really rely on some kind of easy like aha you are breaking this clause and now you will you know because that yeah. would make them fearful yeah. of doing that yet right. at the same time Mirza definitely knows he's doing something. Yeah, of course he's shady wrong as because fuck. he took these, these <laughs> steps. All right, um, let's uh, let's get into the the Pakistan part of the the uh, the movie. So, By far so the heaviest part of the movie. There's, a, there's 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 weird scene where this lady's trying to sell them eggs. I wasn't really quite sure why that was in there, but um, they <laughs> they go and they meet her family. So this is the household of um, her uncle and grandmother and mm. cousins um, in an unnamed Pakistani city. Um, and uh, so she really quick about the eggs. Uh, she, Sorry, yes, I have really quick about the eggs. 
from the moment that she's in there, I I saw the the they were commenting on her hair. They were commenting mm-hmm. on how thin she was. They were commenting on how western she looks. And I think that was just so like as soon as she as she got there, she has you know she's she's Pakistani. She as where her family is from, but she is an outsider. She is yeah. still a a westerner, mm-hmm. and that that shell gets broken down over the over mm-hmm. her time there. But I think I think yeah. that's why the egg ladies were there. That was say, Got oh, it. this is this is normal in in Pakistan, but she is unused to it, and it's it's a cultural yeah. culture shock because her dad is like, oh yeah, no, fuck, go away. We we don't we don't want any eggs. That's like. Mm-hmm. I, I know who who you are. Yeah. Who these kind of your egg sellers. We don't want any. Um. Uh. Thank you. Um. I <laughs> I actually totally buy that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. I uh, so she she meets with her cousins, her aunt, uncle. Um. She once she gets to the realization that she's stuck there, like she doesn't say goodbye to her father. He drives off. She starts to panic. She tries running away, trying to steals a phone to make a call. Tries you uh, actually successfully sends a message over the internet. Um, to a friend saying that she had been kidnapped. Um, she struggles with adjusting, and eventually um, one of the pivotal scenes we have is her uncle makes her burn her Norwegian passport. Um, Fuck. Yeah. Quick, quick aside. Quick aside. Have you guys seen the new Norwegian passports? They're super cool. Very I mean, stylish. Unbur- unburnable? I don't think so, but I have to renew mine next year, so yes. I'm excited they're to see awesome. it. <laughs> they, they have this like new stylish design where they have like the the seals been moved in the corner, and it's it's very like of course Norwegian minimalist, and it glows in black light, um, like it it has a fjord, like a, a the fjord is the image <laughs> of on one does. of the pages, and when you put the black light over it, uh, the northern lights show up. And I'm like, <laughs> damn, work of art. Everyone Google it, and it's like a really nice like you know hipster millennial color. It's <laughs> like super nice she's like watching um, her passport burn like oh no the northern lights, the northern lights. <laughs> <laughs> that was a brutal um, scene though oh my god i feel like it was sad. so intimate as well you know i feel like they were in this massive room this massive building but it was like it was like she just went again she just she didn't protest she didn't um fight it because it's like she there's just so many moments in this movie where she just surrenders because it's like she just knows that there's nothing you can do against this colossal system in place whether it's like uh you know a mix of uh, patriarchal norms or like stereo you know like called other types of uh, norms and stereo- whatever like it's just I, I just felt like she was so alone i felt so alone in that room with her when she was burning her passport yeah. Yeah. it's like the, ex- the the moment of 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 acceptance that oh this is this is my life now Exactly. Yeah, She's and he's like, "You're our daughter now," you know. And yeah, I was like, "Is the resignation moment of because right after that, it goes to eight months later, right?" After, yeah, right yeah exactly. Yeah. And then she completely gaslighted said, herself. She's like, "Oh, you'll I'm be here. married off to a buffalo farmer if you don't." Uh, if you don't. <laughs> yeah, subtle threat. Like, like <laughs> I'm burning this. You're our daughter now, and if you don't conform, your dad will marry you off to a buffalo farmer in the uh, in the boonies. I mean the the. Probably a sweet deal. <laughs> the forces in this movie, I think of, um, we've talked about the physical force imposed by her father, the threats mm-hmm. of violence, in which we will later see with the police 
But um, the other force, which what you just uh, noted, was uh, uh, like the gaslighting we see that takes place. Which so her father uses this physical force, but I noticed her mother. There's a lot of gaslighting that's being done later on. Like remember when they're going to have a later meeting with child services when she gets back? They're like, you're not going to lie and say that your fam- your brother and father forced you to go to Pakistan, right? Like it's, right. There's mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. It's and it's this. You're right. This like I mean that's because what's going to happen to them what's going to happen to the family if you if you say these bad things yeah because they're they must protect their dignity and the honor Mm. of the family because that's above all else and now that you mention it just something that has popped up to me throughout this whole throughout the whole movie um just the the idea of uh of duty and the idea Mm. of like oh well this happened so now you have to do this regardless Mm. of whether or not you want to like Mm. um uh, but like, yeah, like, like you're not going to lie to the, to these people. You're, you have to do your duty to your family to mm-hmm. protect them and to keep everyone, to keep everyone safe. Even though you ex- clearly experience this horrible thing, you have to mm-hmm. do your duty to your, to your family. And, and that comes up later on when she comes back to Oslo and we'll touch again later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's that whole, throughout the whole time. It's like, oh no, well you're, we're going to, you're, we're sending her on to Pakistan. Her, her brother's not talking to her because that's that's his job. His job was to drive them there, not say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's and his duty. I, go maybe, ahead. maybe we're skipping ahead, but like with the whole um, the next phase or whatever. Whenever, mm-hmm. whenever it's like what, like uh, you know, she falls for this this local this local boy. I, I, to be honest, I don't know if it's, if it's a cousin or not. I mean, I it's think her cousin. It is, is it the cousin? It is like, her cousin, yeah. Because I was like, yikes. But anyways, then we will get she, into that. Yeah, well, then, she, but then yeah. this whole thing happens, and like then at the very just to finalize this thought on duty and everything, when when um, the father has to return and basically like address the situation, and then it's like you have to get married. They they pose that question again, and it's like, do you want it? Do you want that? And then the the boy is just like, I'll do whatever father thinks is right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they decide. They yeah. decide. That's. Well, let's uh, let's let's go into that. So we get the title eight months later. We see that she's um, adapted a bit, um, learning to, uh, you know, we see her praying, learning to cook. Uh, she gets a nose piercing. They ask if she lives in an igloo, which I thought was funny. Um, oh, yeah. also, wait, wait, I like I, did they I ask, do really. When did they ask her if she lives in an igloo? In the in the, when she's in that the school. Oh, in the school. school. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 oh, I thought that was. Um, I. Uh, I really liked that when that that cut she I I think the best scene like when it, it, that burning of the passport and then just cutting to 8 months later you're like oof and then the immediate next scene is actually them singing the Pakistani national anthem all yeah. out there which I had a weird like when you read um aren't national anthems weird yeah, like, so weird. when you read when you read something that like doesn't rhyme because it's translated from another language and it's like the glory of our country and killing the bad people, I just, we are best. <laughs> I just keep thinking of like the Borat film oh. and it's like Kazakhstan <laughs> is the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, just a weird note: uh, denial of death. You know, we're all just distracting ourselves from the inevitable darkness, and uh, national anthems are part of that. Yeah, sorry, that was weird. I'm gonna let's get back. Um, so um, we've seen her ad- ad- adapt more to living there over the past eight months. Um, and but one thing we see is that she starts to form an attraction with her cousin Amir. There, they've seen kind of flirting. They listen to music together. I mean, she's an isolated girl, 
this is a nice guy. I thought that Arc- wasn't, wait, wasn't the, I thought I could have sworn that this that the cousin was like they were like, oh, this is they're going to get married. This they're she went to back home because her cousin is also of yeah. you know, a young boy and they are probably going to get married and that's going to be good for everybody. Th- that's that's how I read it. Because like yeah, when, when she was having that uh, the, the first meal there before for the eight months later, you know, mm-hmm. they're um, she asks like, oh, have all the arrangements been made? And she goes, what arrangements? And they don't say anything. Okay. And they just like keep talking to the boy, like, "Oh, like, aren't you go- like you're going to be a doctor?" Blah blah. And she realized that that's how I, I read the situation. That she was like, "Oh, okay, this is me being. This is an arranged marriage, and this is what why I, I'm here." I did not read it as that specifically. Mm-hmm. I am like we we see how quickly they are willing to just set up like let's let's marry somebody. Like yeah. there's not. I didn't get the feeling of a lot of well, let's let them test it out for a couple of months and see if they like it. Like <laughs> oh, I yeah, imagine no, they I, would. I yeah. And then when she's caught, like they it feels like when when that they're the the father cut like I imagine if that was the plan all along, then you wouldn't flip out as much when all right, these two people who we want to get married are hooking up, like But they have uh, but they're not married yet. And I think yeah, that's where the yeah. issue is. Uh, yeah, although uh, I, I the reason I'm wonder about it is that she was sent there explicitly because she was like a fallen woman. Yeah. And so yes. I don't think the I don't think she I, I mean I think her relatives know that's why they're taking her in mm-hmm. and i'm not sure they would see her as a suitable match for their son uh mm-hmm. i agree so i feel I like know. i feel like the arrangements were more like school and like where mm-hmm. they're gonna stay and sleep and stuff but i did i did definitely get the idea of like like a fresh start like they didn't really make any long-term plans yeah. and mm-hmm. uh i mean the real question is like let's say everything let's say that whole thing that happens didn't happen it's like yeah. when would she eventually? How long is she there? Yeah, when would she eventually? Like, would they eventually send her back? Like, have have they really just burned the passport forever and shit? But also, also like she doesn't. She uh, she was a quote unquote fallen woman in in Oslo in Norway. Mm-hmm. She didn't have that. She, she doesn't have that same reputation in Pakistan. So that that's kind of why I was like, oh well, I, she is. She a, does, it though. is a fresh start. Depends how many people know when she arrives, exactly. right? Because it's all about gossip. When she, we do see one of when she's in school. One of the, what the I think it's one of during the conversation oh, they ask yeah, if she yeah. lives in an igloo. They're like, "Didn't you get in trouble for like what yeah. I assume is like giving, talking about giving a blowjob?" Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly so, what they said. That's right. That's right. Um, that's right. But should but we she, get she also to? Tra- uh, she uh, we have to address the elephant. Anyway, yeah. No, sorry, sorry, Kevin. We, yeah. What did you say? No, it's just that I, 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 I do see that, but it seems like they, like she was trying to, she, she was, she, she was saying, oh no, no, I, I was, I came here to learn about my parents' culture. She wasn't like, oh no, I wasn't caught or anything. So like, mm-hmm. I think that it, I, I hear everything that you're saying, and I think it is just that hard line of, of like, well, she, this is just the next step. This is kind of what, what has to happen. That was just how I read the series of, of events, mm-hmm. whether or not that's actually culturally yep. accurate or, or, you know, was, you know, what her experience was, uh, you know, as, that's one thing, yeah. but just how, how I read the movie was, was that. Yeah. I think that's a totally legitimate reading of it. I, I, yeah. Um, sh- let's get, let's get to the, the scene. That's just, we must uh, address the elephant in the room. 
I mean, um, so, oh my gosh. Yeah, let me just go through my notes. So, I say, so what ends up happening um, is uh, Amir and Nisha sneak away um, and uh, are in like an alleyway where they start kissing. They are caught by a, a three-man police unit who attack Amir, beating him. They force Nisha to undress and take embarrassing uh, naked photos of her, which then are later used to blackmail her family, saying that they will release him on the internet. Um, obviously, th- this comes um, – Amir's family uh, side of the family blames Nisha. Call it, like there's these constant references like she's a shameless woman. Look at like bad mm-hmm. she is. And and they they call Mirza to come back from Norway to, to pick her up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, let's – this was brutal. This was oh, like – this boy. was the most upsetting thing I have seen all year. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And it was um, – oh, God. It, it was It was haunting, shot but- very well too. It was shot really well. And it would, I also think like it left a lot unsaid, like it showed you enough for you to be like really fucking scarred or whatever. But I also think that it was implied that actually even worse things went down to be completely honest, because Mm -hmm. later on, like, I mean, the one thing that was truly frustrating about this was that like these cops are obviously so corrupt and like they put the the parents in this position where they have to pay and like, okay, that's fine. But then after that, it's like, why, why is there no, why don't they even entertain the idea of actually trying to tell the true narrative to these people who will maybe eventually gossip or whatever? Like, like why would they immediately just say she forced him to have sex with it or with her? And like, mm-hmm. she, cause she's a shameless woman. It's like, no, this was obviously corrupt police being absurdly abusive and disgusting. Like, I, I don't know why they didn't even try that. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. As, as we're, as we're talking about this, it, this, this uh this scene reminds me of um back in oslo when uh, uh the dad was talking uh, to his buddies and um one of his friends says to him you have to punish her so that she'll never do this again mm-hmm. and that mentality is the same mentality that those three police officers had is mm-hmm. we need to make sure that these kids are punished so horribly and these mm-hmm. this family is punished so horribly that they will never do this again. And the only way, and the way that you know it, that they that they these policemen chose to do that was to uh, do something completely terrible, uh, arguably crimes against humanity. I I yeah. and I, the the one thing though that makes this scene to me this it, it it multiplied it. It was definitely like this scene was awful, and then it it full on multiplied it by two or three. Was the brief shot of the police officer you can tell he's masturbating oh, yeah to yeah. it like that is what flipped it because like i'm Ugh. like okay like it's almost like all right these are these like more there's obviously corrupt they're moral police they want to like show like oh this shameful woman this is awful and like if there was some level of like they are disgusted by people who would have sex before they're married that's just gross and Which we are enforcing the moral law doing yeah, they which also, they weren't obviously doing it, but like I can at again. least like I can add to that. But then the fact they're doing all of that, and then they're punishing, and they're like they're humiliating this woman, and but then on top of the last shot, and they're like, and they're getting off on it, like they're the the hypocrisy that is yeah. wrapped into mm. that makes it just it it it, it, it truly made it an order of magnitude worse for me. I think that, that because yeah. of because yeah. of that though is is why I I didn't really read it as like oh they're gonna punish her and them collectively it was more just like they were taking full advantage and they were just like terrible people and like of course there might be 
elements of the the surrounding context where they like you know validate themselves their actions to themselves it's like oh she, mm-hmm. she has she is a disgusting fallen woman and like he is a blah 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 and like this is premarital yeah. and all this stuff but i i definitely didn't feel it was like parallel to you know that kind of like uh the beginning shot that you were referring to when it was like mm-hmm. we have to punish them so that nobody else mm-hmm. kind of follows in her track i feel like this was just like this was just mm-hmm. them taking full advantage oh, and stuff just and abuse just happened. yeah yeah absolutely it, it, it is t- totally abusive 100 mm-hmm. yeah um uh, uh, anybody scene. else have, john do you have anything to add anything I, else before we can move on to another upsetting but maybe less upsetting <laughs> I mean, that would, I, I agree with you that that is the, I think, the most upsetting thing I've seen in mm-hmm. quite a long time. Yeah. The was, next scene is, is really bad. Is, 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 is like one it's and like two for Just me. under. Yeah. It's like just yeah, under. Just, <laughs> this girl can't catch a break. This, you know what? The other thing I was, I was, I was thinking about later on, um, like, I get the impression that these, this is the, this woman, Nisha's, this is her. <laughs> first two sexual experiences yeah yeah like i got that 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 was the first time she was hooking up like with daniel she was considering it so like that's what happens on your first time is you see the boy beat in front of you your family attacks you get sent away then the second time like you start to feel something this and arguably even worse thing happens i'm like how does this like this affect your brain for the rest of of your life this is absolutely harrowing yeah that's so Um, let's move on. So her father uh, returns, and as we've said, like they've the entire family uh, uh, shifts the blame onto her, blaming uh, Nisha that she's like this har- harlot woman, uh, you know, uh, abusing uh, Amir. Um, then uh, 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 Mirza decides to take her back. They they on the car ride home. He says, "Let's stop to get lunch just over there." A lot mm-hmm. of a lot of. Don't worry, we're going on a little trip. We're going. Mm-hmm. There's, I'm sure there's there's Into a McDonald's the just on the other side yeah. of this mountain. Yeah. Um, they go to the top of of a mountain, and there is a scene where he is commanding her to jump to her death off the mountain, and. Uh, gra- grabbing her at times, c- just commanding her, saying, "Do this, like do this. Why won't you jump?" Like you've ruined Which, my life. He said that. Just, yeah. You've ruined yeah. my life. I felt Ru- like it was so fucking selfish. I mean, it was just like so, next level selfishness. Because like I feel like up until that point, the entire argument, and like again, going back to the director actively trying to say she was showing both sides. She was trying to show a little bit of nuance and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I felt like at that very moment, it was just so clear that before it was like look at what how this is impacting all of us and like our family and stuff whereas mm-hmm. that was just like uh i feel like you, you, it was like his breaking point and he was just mm-hmm. like this is ruining my yeah. life and now it, you are the core of this unhappiness and all this stuff and and yeah it was at that moment when he when you know he's has hands on his knees after she doesn't mm-hmm. jump and I, th- I thought that was his breaking point. That, yeah, like you said, mm-hmm. like that was mm-hmm. that was the moment that he realized, okay, this. I just told my own daughter to jump off a cliff because mm-hmm. of how yeah. I was feeling, and mm-hmm. this is totally, totally mm-hmm. fucked. So th- that's so they go back home, and the, so yeah, the other, and and I, I mean the 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 thing that to to go to his selfishness. I think it's also interesting that. 
he won't do it though. He won't He's do like, it. No, no, yeah. he, he wants it himself. He wants her to do it. And then I think if she goes and jumps, then he can tell himself like, well, she did it. Exactly. She knew she was wrong. It's, again, the, the selfishness and like taking yeah, advantage of a 16 year old's like malleability. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. so and then, like to, yeah, to create a distance of the bit. Yeah, but like he can't do it himself, but he's committed. Like, why won't you do it? Like, I he clearly want. It's all about him in that. And and oh my god, I feel it like the rough. movie built up to this, right? And then like as an audience member, you're just sitting there and you're like clenching your fist. But I will say that there was like like once that scene was over, mm-hmm. it was like a massive relief, you know? Yeah, because that, then huh. then you're just like, holy shit! Like at least they're back in Norway, and like no matter what happens now, I feel like the worst that could have happened has happened. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I feel like the family themselves kind of felt that way too. Right. Because then the immediate response was like, well, we need to marry her off as soon as possible. And then they just like try to arrange that very, very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, John, did you have anything to add or or should we go to normal? No, I, I I think you guys covered it all on that. It it Mm -hmm. was again, very upsetting. Um, I mean, I think you do see, I think you do see his journey a little bit uh, here ever so slightly in that Mm -hmm. I think the, I think potentially the guy who mercilessly beat her boyfriend might've pushed her. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's a small, very, very slight evolution, but we're seeing it a little bit, but I mean, no, like that was a terror that second only like a, in terrible, upsetting, awful scenes to the one that immediately preceded it. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. But also, like, this is, uh, as part of, part of the thing is, like, of his, of the father's journey is how, how cruel can he be without breaking that, uh, that father role? You know, how, like, <laughs> what, what is too far for him? And, you mm-hmm. know, beating, uh, beating your daughter because you found her in bed with a boy is not out of the realm of possibility. That happens happens all yeah. the time air quotes you know uh, uh, but actually but mm-hmm. you know being on a cliff with your daughter you tell mm-hmm. he was like oh shit okay this is the bridge this is mm-hmm. too far yeah. this is yeah. where it's not but, like but is it really he, worth it after mm-hmm. he tried to get her to jump which like yeah. well that's the thing yeah he, sometimes yeah. you have to you have to hit rock bottom before you realize oh i'm well i'm here yeah how do you yeah. guys think uh, she got back into Norway without her passport? Just like I was wondering that. <laughs> I just assume she went to the embassy in Islamabad and then got it set. Like said, I lost my passport. Please give me one to right. return. I mean, it was there, sli- there's, there's like a slightly rhetorical question, but I just feel like, yeah. yeah. To be honest, when I was Think watching she- the movie, I didn't ask the question. But now that we are talking about the burning <laughs> of the passport, I'm like, wait what a I minute. More <laughs> she presented about is- passport? <laughs> yeah. Here's what I have. Northern Lights. Can you Um, can you do something with this? I'm more concerned about like whether or not there was an active police investigation when this girl who uh you know was in police custody or whose father was arrested like 24 hours earlier all of a sudden disappears for eight months. Like that's so true. What the fuck? Let's get get into that. So um so she returns back to Oslo. She's completely comatose. Um, her family puts her under these extreme controlled conditions where she's not allowed to see any of her friends. Um, I don't think she has like access to a phone. She switches Mm. schools. Um, all of which is being done with her at the table being talked about her about and, and nothing is directed like no agency for her. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 uh, uh, when I was talking about duty, 
her mother her mother is the one that is like all right this is what's gonna happen now you're gonna do this you're Mm -hmm. gonna do this and you're gonna do this and dad you are gonna drive her to the new school Mm -hmm. yeah because that's that's his job that's his job now and he and that the the camera lingered on his face as he realized like Mm. oh okay Okay. Yeah, yeah. No. I. I have. Yeah. I have a part to play as well. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Have to and that was after well. the rock bottom thing too, right? So I feel like at that point he had. Yeah. He had. Or so his like getting back to what you know his journey and stuff. I feel like he was just kind of like, all right, I just gotta go with it. You know, like he's given everything mm-hmm. he has and he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has nothing more to do, I guess, other than just mm-hmm. like going with it. Mm-hmm. I. I. Um, uh, I uh, noted that uh, fun side thing. The scene at the, the welfare office when they get called in um, uh, to the child welfare office for the beating is filmed in the parking lot outside my house. Um, oh, no what? way. What? Yeah, yeah. They're walking. They're walking right that out parking there. parking lot is where they pass by the other family and are like, hello. Uh, it's, yeah, it's yeah, it's the one where, yeah, where the mother says, I wish you were still born. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, that was, fuck. That oh, my God. Yeah. I'm trying, to bring, I'm trying to bring in like happiness. And then every time I'm like. Uh, like, yeah, it was such a like. Was, it was that like was the worst thing I've ever heard said. It wasn't even oh, yeah. like delivered and like where they, you know, where they want. It was just like it was just like a, a, just a horrible comment. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I will note oh, one man. one thing I wanted to to mention was that um, when she's at her new school and she's just like walking in the hallway and she's like, you can tell she's just completely yeah. muted because she's just been through mm-hmm. such an emotional. Mm-hmm time or whatever and then you hear these other three norwegian girls like complain about their parents because their mom bought them like the wrong sweater some shit and i thought that was so good yeah 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 that's what it was and i was like that was such a good little thing to add in there because it's like like you privileged lucky people like you don't even realize yeah reverse culture shock the reverse Mm -hmm. of like oh they're they're so yeah that's the egg ladies at the Book ending, yeah, yeah. this it's it's amazing and yeah that's a, i didn't notice that hearing that that's i love when adding those kind of little things to be caught it's so it um, doesn't take a lot yeah it was just a small small comment yeah and she this poor girl she has no one to talk to she definitely needs like a therapist or someone to help her process what's going but she can't and then she's pressured when she goes later on into the child welfare uh meeting and when they take her apart rightfully to try to say we want to talk to her alone then she just lies saying you know and dismisses the the message where they they um bring up the message that she sent from pakistan saying that she was kidnapped so like oh i i ended up liking it it was fine which i, I mean i wonder like this if this happened to her in real life you know the the true story uh, from the writer director um i'm curious like how the police weren't called in or something yeah, about so like, this was a girl who did like straight well, up disappeared. I yeah. mean, so what happened in the real one apparently was, uh, and granted this would have been some time ago now. Yeah. It, it isn't right now, but uh, apparently her friend's parents wrote and tr- mm-hmm. wrote to the Norwegian consulate in Islamabad and mm-hmm. tried to figure out what had happened and mm-hmm. they just did nothing. Uh, effectively I, it, so yeah. I, I mean you know granted, bureaucratic failure like i well I, I, again, I, again i'm not sure like at that point i'm not totally sure what you can do aside, mm-hmm. i mean because she is presumably yeah, for the also reasons a we talked pakistani yeah. citizen and mm-hmm. like her parents are allowed to bring her somewhere and if they don't have like i don't know i don't know what yeah. the right an- i mean the right answer is what what 
Erland was talking about earlier, which is have people at airports and things who can recognize signs and prevent someone from being taken out of the country. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. after that, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't it's know like you're leaving right sovereign like borders. Going to invade Pakistan, right? Yeah, so, no, it's, exactly. It, and I think yeah, that's never going to happen, right? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. No, but I think I think it's it's like obviously um, not like a one time problem. Like if this is a real problem. It had it does happen, but I feel like uh, it's just one of those difficult real realities that's you know it's it doesn't quite cross the threshold where it's like this needs to be brought up to some like uh, UN level where it's like brought up as some kind of you know human rights council issue or something right, it's just right. you know what i mean it's it's uh and i feel like that yeah. that is the case for a lot of these types of things that happen around in the world i feel like uh there's so many injustices that just go you know it's like what can you do at a certain point it's, it's there, like they're like oh it's a domestic thing we can't really get involved with, with yeah that. Yeah, it's about Which like I allocation. Appreciate, like, because you don't want to step into someone. Like, you want to give people autonomy and agency to live their own lives and have their own values. And and and, and so the level it needs, it's what what is the line where we say, you know, we have to impede on your right to to raise your child as as you wish in accordance with your culture and your beliefs. What like you yeah. you would hope that there is a line. You know, like I, so. I want to be able to. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 obviously incredibly complicated. And, right, and right. I mean, that's the like it's a totally different context, obviously. But like the whole vaccine debate, right? Exactly. Like yeah. it is obviously, yeah. it is just true. And yeah. and and what do you mean? No, objectively, <laughs> sort of scientific doubt <laughs> that kids should get vaccinated. That that is the right answer, both yeah. for them and for society as a whole. And yet we you know, in some places make it harder than others, but we generally mm-hmm. allow parents to make that choice for their children, mm-hmm. at least until they're 18. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, that is, it's that question, right? What's the state's yeah. responsibility mm-hmm. or ability versus then, the parents' yeah. responsibility or ability or rights? Mm-hmm. So. And so much of this is goes to the conversation. We've already mentioned it before, but about the integration of immigrants coming in, especially those who are like refugees, because a lot of them, you know, they're like, there's one like, oh, you moved to Norway through your own volition. But if like you're fleeing Somalia and you're a refugee, like you can say like, you know what, I didn't want to come here right. and I want to be and and then you try to integrate into the culture. And I know this is conversations that's happening throughout Europe. I mean, right now there's conversations in France a lot about about Definitely. how groups who you know from you know from islamic backgrounds are how well they're being integrated and how much you can force someone to integrate into a culture if they don't want to if they they say like no yeah it's it's a it's complicated um we're running a little long so how about uh we go to the last two scenes um um, in mm. which um, there's a, a setup for an arranged marriage. So mm-hmm. um, Nisha mm. returns home to see her parents have set up a, a Skype conversation with a, a boy in uh, or a young man in medical school in Canada, and they have his family over and have discussed um, that. Uh, uh, sorry, let me just uh, yeah uh, get this. Um, so go ahead, Kevin. No, I thought that was his cousin. I thought those were his. Those were his. Aunt and uncles. I'm pretty. I think sure. they just say auntie and uncle, but I, th- I feel like they were fr- family friends. Okay. Yes. But okay, I don't uh, know. Th- I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
hip some hop. Um, so uh, the uh, uh, Mirza, <laughs> they, they, they explain um, that they're setting up a, a potential marriage and that Nisha will move to Canada to be with him. Um, however, becomes a whole lot less potential over the course of the yeah. conversation. Yeah. Um, Mirza bumps on the, uh, when it is mentioned, he mentions how Nisha can continue her studies over there, where the potential mother-in-law says, oh, that will not be necessary. Um, she doesn't need a further education. She'll instead be focusing on doing house chores and raising the kids. Um, he has a, an odd reaction to that. Um, then they note saying after this wedding, everyone will stop talking and they seem very uh, agreed about mm -hmm. that. Um, and then in the very, very end, we see that what I assume is that night Nisha makes one final escape out into the cold, climbing down. However, as she runs out into the darkness, she looks back to see her father watching her out the window. The film lingers on his face as he stares into the camera and cuts to black. Um, let's talk, let's talk about that. Uh, was the one I thing I had the biggest problem I had with this movie. He looked at he looks right at the camera. He, he looked did. right he at the camera at the, at the end. He what turns. what's a unprofessional move? I can't believe he looked at the camera. And I can't really? believe they, let it, they left it in. You, you didn't have like, that in the edit. Oh I my feel god! Like that was, on, I feel like what? that was the what? point. It was kind of like I feel er, like er, uh, Erlen, Kevin's joking. Oh, okay, I'm, wait, I'm joking. I'm, I'm, okay. joking. <laughs> I'm like, oh, is, isn't that kind of the it point? Was art, it was an artistic choice, and it was very <laughs> well made. <laughs> okay, I was like, because that—that's like I didn't take a lot of notes in this, but that was the one thing I wrote. I was like, the final stare was sick, and then now, okay, I'm just glad. I'm just glad. Yeah, that, that, it was, it was. that final stare. I yeah. thought it was like that. Ha that's how I knew. Like that seemed intensely personal. Like because this is Nisha's oh, story, yeah. and then the director had the specific note. Like I want to end on my this father staring, making direct eye contact with you in the camera. Which mm. is when I like because I hadn't done any research before about the director and was just like, oh, I bet this is real because like that. Like you put yeah. that in. That's there's some mm -hmm. uh, the there's connection a lot being said to that. There. Yeah, yeah, a lot, yeah. A, a lot to end it on him. And it um, was it was his again, resignation. It was his being like, I don't have power over this. Is realizing he doesn't right. have control over this this other person who is his daughter. How, I think it that, was yeah, also like how, relief. A, a, a part of it was maybe yeah, relief. Yeah, I, yeah. I read it as like because you know we've already talked about how he he like completely fell apart, and then he whenever they were back in Norway, he just kind of was following the lead of of his wife and what she decided, and she was being very pragmatic and stuff. Whereas like that final stare was just kind of like, look, I'm relieved. You you could still judge me as you will. This is me. This is this like it was very honest. It was like he was like he was like bare he was like bare boned. You know what I mean? Yeah. I also took it as not only the resignation of I cannot control this girl. I need to let her go, but maybe a bit of he keeps a very blank stare. But one of the things I read was he um, maybe almost a bit of self doubt and questioning, specifically because mm -hmm. of that scene before. You, he has a real sensitive reaction when he realizes that the family is not, not going to let her beca be, become yeah, a doctor or yeah. further her studies because he, he brags about that in the movie and he clearly has such pride for that. And realizing mm -hmm. like, oh, no, she's going to have to go to something she doesn't want and she's not going to be able to pursue this. I think maybe he might in that moment be like, 
maybe I'm wrong and I should mm -hmm. just let her go because he doesn't. He doesn't chase her. He doesn't, he doesn't let go after her this that, time. And, yeah, the inaction is what is what spoke to me is that he yeah. the entire time she does something, he reacts. She does yes. something, he he has to come back and, and clean up the mess. She does she runs away this time. He stands very still. He doesn't he does not act. And yeah, it's I think yeah. that is yeah, it was a beautiful, beautiful moment. I mean beautiful cinematography you know cinematically yeah, yeah, it was a beautiful moment. i mean i think it also was a beautiful moment because i'm just like run She's like free. Yeah, free. i was like please keep running <laughs> barefoot yeah. into the norwegian snow oh right. my yeah, god which, and, and, which the director which you know the director did she grew up in really? foster homes and group homes and and yeah. stuff oh, wow. but obviously found great success for herself ultimately and ultimately reconciled at least with her dad i don't know about her mother um yeah. but uh yeah I mean that that so I presume that's what happened to Nisha too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. All right, guys. That's uh Let's that's bring her home. That yeah. A movie. <laughs> I feel like it'll let's, be weird to do the win oh, who won and who, let's who lost. Do it. I, I, <laughs> let's oh let's get into these. Okay. Okay. Um, let's do it. um guys, uh who won the movie? The director. The director, the director won this won this movie. Yeah, she also won a TIFF award, which is sick. So, <laughs> oh really? I think this got uh, like two two recognitions at TIFF, but yeah. Iram Haq, yeah, she's uh she she won this because nobody That's in the movie the reasons actually we've won. discussed. Uh, John, who won? Yeah, I, I guess I'll go with the director as well. I mean, no, it was not a happy story. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like I, but to I'm some sure extent, this... it's hard to say. I mean, it's hard. everyone lost in, in big ways. I suppose ultimately Nisha won because she got out of there. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's hard to. I mean, that's that's a tough road. She achieved uh, her it, goal. Did, did she? Did she win though? Quote, quote unquote. Win. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but, so the director. I uh, that's that's a. Uh, I, I like uh, Kevin John. I like you guys saying the director because I mean this must have been an incredibly cathartic experience. I would hope. Oh, putting yeah. this capturing this and working your way this issue and then having it become well recognized yeah. you know so globally true. i think is good um i to be I featured gonna, on a podcast I mean, yes this esteemed <laughs> this podcast, the best podcast. Of accomplishment <laughs> um i um uh although i'm i'm gonna uh, uh change it up a bit and say the winner was maria uh mozda um who yeah. was uh, the main actress playing nisha specifically because um you know with the exception of her performances in Captain Sabaton, like this is her first acting credit and comes off, you know, as the star of this movie. And oh, I man. don't think has acted anything else since. Um, so um, I think really she good. did great job uh, yeah. for me. She she won the movie. Uh, Erlen, who won the movie? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the director as well. Okay. I uh, mm. second everything that that Kevin said, and I really liked what you said about how it must have been super cathartic, like mm -hmm. as an yeah. experience. That's so true. Um, guys, uh, Kevin, who lost the movie? <sighs> um, uh, 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 every, everybody really, um, no, I, I, it's, it's, it's really, I was actually really not looking forward to the categories because it's, mm -hmm. It's tough. Winning and losing in movies is is yeah. There's you know you, achieving their goals and not achieve like whose story arc was completed or not. You know that's one way of looking at these. Um, I would say that in that in that sense, um, uh, uh, Anisha's mother 
actually was a was a a loser loser in this movie <laughs> she uh but her 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 journey was very flat it was it didn't she did not really gain any ground of uh we, we didn't really see any uh you know uh her you know trying to work through these complicated feelings we didn't see her grappling with tough issues uh it was just it was her doing her role in in that family so it was in terms of you know, cinematically story-wise uh i i don't think she won i think she lost but mm-hmm. you know, this the same could be said about about her brother you know and, and any other yep. flat characters who didn't really but great point ground. i it's yeah. it's really focused on the father like yeah that's, it's the father and nisha and then that's yeah, so, yeah. uh john who uh lost the movie yeah, I was going to say the brother uh, as well for a similar reason, but I think in general maybe spineless men because uh, the the brother yeah. fits in that category. He does. The dad fits in that category at least for a lot of the movie. The um, uncle, what's her cousin's name? Amir, who oh, oh. Yeah. who you know yeah. both has the horrible thing happens to him, but then in no way stands up for Nisha. Uh, and just totally goes along with what his dad says. Uh, and, you know, I, I think he at least presumably did really like her, but just totally gave up mm-hmm. on, on any semblance of that. Uh, I mean, I, I think that, I think in general, this is not a movie where the men did very well or came off very well. Because uh, mm-hmm. they, yeah. Because dudes are yeah. shitheads. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That we are. Erlen, who lost the movie? I don't know. I'm I'm tempted to just say pass because I feel like well what you what what John and Kevin have said is just like really yeah. sums up uh, yeah. what I feel. But at the same time, I just like yeah. I feel like uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe we all lost a little bit. We all lost a little bit of soul having to witness uh, yeah. some of those scenes, right? Oh. <laughs> I I can I can give you someone who lost the movie. A, a very specific person for me, and it was the first. Um, uh, child welfare uh, officer um, <laughs> that she meets with um, because yeah. she's taken into cust- custody because the, the, the care and protection of the child welfare office. And then uh, when Nisha gets the phone call, so you, you are over- oh. watching over a, a mm-hmm. 16-year-old girl whose yep. father just assaulted her boyfriend, not even boyfriend, like a boy. A dude, and, yeah. And then she, you know, in the middle, not in maybe like late into the night, it's pretty dark out, is walking out of wherever they're they're holding her and and says, "Don't worry, we've solved everything. Everything's fine." And she's like, "Oh, I guess I guess I'll just let this sixteen year old go." And I, I I would say like probably do yep. better due diligence, like follow up. I'm sure that's against protocol. And she's the one, you know, had she maybe done her job a little bit better, a lot of this could have been avoided. So uh, she lost that's the movie point. for me. She that's uh, yep. a good point. Um, that's a good point. Did you, any of you guys were you guys able to find some guys in the movie? No. Kevin, I found did, a guy. I found okay, a guy. John, yeah. why don't you go first? Who's your guy? My guy is the uh, younger cousin, female cousin <laughs> in Pakistan, Ooh. who <laughs> it just wants to talk about Rihanna and offer ice cream Beyonce. and talk about and kites, so- and oh, is just an innocent figure there who is trying her best to welcome her and. It says not, when she says you're my best friend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you know, she's not judgmental. She's, yeah. She she is a the only source of solace there for a lot of the time. It seems so. Mm-hmm. I, I think, agree. I think she will be my guy. 
Kevin, is that your I'm, guy? I'm, I'm going to have to say the same thing. I was I wasn't gonna I was gonna say uh, um, uh, flip phones were my guy, <laughs> but I think that is a much better answer, John. Um, yeah, that, the 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 cousins. Yeah, it's you know pull pull the sheet up over your head so you don't get the mosquitoes. You know what are you doing? You don't yeah. have. I'll show. It's okay. I'll show you. Imported blood. Yeah, it's imported blood. That's great. That's a great good, guy. Good job. Good point, John. Uh, Erlen, who's your guy? I don't know. I was gonna say like child protective services, but then you brought up the point about how she really fucked that up. So I don't know. Maybe maybe like I just basic feminism. I think is my is uh, maybe it goes against the, the word guy, but I mean it's certainly something that I is like. <laughs> I thought uh, I thought yeah, for I, sure. <laughs> I thought for sure Erlen was going to pick the the friend from outside the window yelling in. <laughs> like, like I, yeah, I mean, I could see that. Being they should have stuff. called the police, though, man. That was a good I'll give you guys, choice. I can give my guy. My guy is absolutely the grandmother. Um, because <laughs> because the specifically, the grandmother's mm-hmm. smoking on the roof to help with her bowel movements. Because, like, and they're like, you're not supposed to smoke. And she's like, this woman is pushing 80. She lives in a Pakistani city, which I'm sure doesn't have the best air quality. And so, like, she is just at a level of don't give a fuck that I mm-hmm. aspire to one day to just mm-hmm. like, yeah, whatever. She's also just, you. she screams at her son-in-law and says, you're useless. I hate you. <laughs> yeah. And I, and have, I wish she you has, had buried yourself. She has... <laughs> He, she has the authority to say, hey, your daughter is fucked up. Be here yeah. in 24 hours or yeah. else she's out on the street. Like, and, was, and that, that's, was that that's, the grandmother? Or I, yeah, the I aunt? thought that was the aunt that I, was really pissed off. But either, the, maybe, uh, yeah. I think maybe, the grandmother maybe is unplugged. The grandmother think, is so checked out of all of this shit, and that's what I love. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, I, yes, yes, she is. Yeah. Um, hey guys, let's go to the rating system for this. So as always, we rate the film on a one to six point scale using an object from the film. And not gonna lie, I had a hard time I, on this I bet one. You did. But I think I did. I was like, yeah, I usually try to find like a fun, quirky little thing. But and such a tough movie, it's it's hard. But I did think I found the quintessential object, and it's it is the the fulcrum on which this movie rests. It's it's yes. quite obvious. So the we will bomb. be re- rating the film on one to six burning passports oh um, wow mm. i do i think I like it. it is the quintessential object here it is it is it is, where it is. norway meets pakistan it is it not is. it is not whimsical though but it is, it is not it is, it is pivotal it is it is it is the totem of the film i would yeah. say and it is used in a absolutely beautiful uh scene so um it, would anyone like to go first uh, rating on, on a one to six scale uh, one to six burning passports i'm gonna rate it 5.5 burning Ooh. passports out of six Mm-hmm. Um, my only, my only, uh, the qualm with this movie was the, um, the, the, the consistent tone of, I don't know, it, it there was a, nothing about like how it was shot or how it was acted or the story, uh, you know, mm-hmm. writ large didn't, it was bad. It was, it was that, you know, sometimes the emotions were a little bit, a little bit forced in, in the storytelling, but. Other than that, five point five out of six. But that's still that's that's a pretty pretty high score. It's probably is that yeah. the highest you ever given? That's, that's a pretty high. That's the highest I've ever given. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right, John. John, what do you give it? I'm giving it four and a half mm-hmm. out of six. Burning passports. Um, I I enjoy, I certainly enjoyed it and found it deeply troubling. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a similar reason to Kevin, I thought it 
tonally, it was always kind of at the top. Uh, yeah. it, it was always at its top. And I think, you know, given that it, the, the director says that it is representative of and draws elements from her story, but it is not purporting to be autobiographical. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there would have been space for some more, maybe some more nuance, maybe some mm-hmm. more, uh, I, I don't know, a, a different, a different tone in, in, in parts of the movie, but, mm-hmm. um, because I'm not sure, I guess I'm not totally sure what the message we're supposed to take away from this is other than yeah, what happened point. is terrible, which yeah. is true. And maybe the message is supposed to be that the state should get more involved and mm-hmm. and try to stop this in some way. But I, I, I don't know. I would have liked some more, I, I mean, this is silly, but I would have liked some more traditional hero mm-hmm. or some complication on the narrative that would have given me something to to look for or root for um yeah. but i don't know anyway 4.5 erlin <sighs> man i feel like if there's ever going to be a six this is going to be a six but Ooh, at the same wow. time i do i do like deep down feel like it's it's closer to like a five and a half or maybe even a five but uh just because it's so personal that it's hard to kind of almost relate in a way and not that it's a movie that is meant to be relatable, but it's my, it's, um, yeah, maybe, I don't know. I, I I'll, I'll go for the six. Why not? It's, uh, yeah, I'll go for the six. It was a gambit we've got from Erlen from, I mean, like based on all the other movies we've talked about, like I think this and Elling, uh, they're they're the best movies. Oh yeah. Totally different films. I, um, I'm going to come in. I'm actually going to go exactly where John was on this. So I'm going to say 4.5 for everything that uh, that he said. I thought this is well-made. I think it's telling a story that doesn't often get to be told. I'm really glad that that we've been able to share something like this, but I, I, it was a bit of um, like a slog. Like I, I I was just watching this person go through very, very tough, awful things. And I mean, maybe that was the ultimate attention, but it would have been, I would have liked a little bit more of a debate or a nuance or an approach on how to handle this rather than to watch only, you know, someone go through a really, really awful thing, which again, still incredibly well done. And I'm still very positive, like 4.5 for me. It's like 4.5 of the new Norwegian passports. Like the new classy, classy. Uh, ones. All right, maybe all right, even, nice. Like in in the different colors too, like the classy diplomat one, which I think is like this like sky blue color. Anyway, before we, so, before we sign off, I do want to. I'm looking for it now, but I, I can't find it. But I read a review of this movie on IMDb last night that made me my jaw drop. Uh, was um, someone who started the review? Um, I'm paraphrasing, but it was like, now I don't know much about pakistani culture but i'm gonna talk Uh-oh. about it <laughs> like I'm, and the it started out with um her complaint this reviewer complaining about um the fact that there wasn't any depictions of the father being harsh or strict there was no you know no indication that that he was a, a strict parent or in any way sort of demanding uh, so you mean like, like prior prior you, to you the meeting <laughs> You were you did not watch the, the movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> watch the first ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, you watched first ten minutes and then fell asleep. Yeah. Was, yep. Okay. That's I mean, all. how what? is this? I mean, I imagine this movie was not well received. I mean, like, oh I, no, I, I, all I, of I'm, the 
there are a bunch of one star reviews that are yeah. all from uh, presumably people from either Pakistan or, or India. That's what or my thought was be yeah. is there's not like we don't get an example of like a well integrated Pakistani people that like it would it might yeah. be cool to see what, like one of yeah. her Pakistani friends who are like my parents let me go out like I don't know what you're talking about yeah like, yeah. That might have because I can see this being used by people who I yes, probably do not politically agree with as an example of like why we should X, Y, and Z. And right. I, yeah. I, it's I, apparently right. in your Norwegian statehood textbook. Yeah. Or whatever, I, yeah, or, I, yeah. So Which is, is like that thing must get updated annually because this thing came out in like 2018 or something, right? 2017. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Um, well, guys, that came out in 2017, and we need to talk about what movie we're going to be covering next time. And mm. next, uh, it's an important month. It's December, and I found another movie from 2017 that we could possibly go because we want to cover a Christmas movie. And mm-hmm. I briefly talked to Erland about this before. Like, what's a Do good Norwegian Christmas movie? <laughs> Do we want to? No, we... I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. Like, can Erland? Can you pl- briefly explain first off what Askapor is? Wait, what is? A- Os- is it Askapor? Oh, yeah, Askapot. Oscar Wait, Potts, did, yeah. Big so, come yeah. on. Os- Oscar is ash and pot is like a, like a like a no. collection or or like a bucket. So it's basically Cinderella. And uh here in Norway, it is a annual tradition and it's like deep. Uh, almost everybody gets behind it. On Christmas Day, um every single year at 11 a.m., they play a Czech rendition of Cinderella. So this is a 1974 Czech movie that is basically loosely based on the story of Cinderella. And okay. then what's okay. happened is they take this and then they have one voice actor uh, narrate the entire film <laughs> dub, in Norwegian. He dub, not dub the whole, every yeah, yeah, voice but like is he, dubbed he, by he like one dubbed, man. Yeah, so he's everybody and he fucking crushes it. And like if That's we talk about awesome. that movie, I would love to talk about that movie. Wait, <laughs> same actor every year? There's, or is it, yeah, the same actor every year? No, 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 no. Same movie dubbed in, in by this Norwegian man. The original is from like 1974. It's a yeah. Czech movie. And you're like, why is this Norwegianified? And apparently it's just like, it's just became a thing. Like, I don't know. Somebody, it's terrible. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. We're, no, there's no way we can cover that. I Everyone want, will go out no, of No, the, mo- the movie. The movie is so good. Or what are you talking about? Um, do, it's have you also so seen, good. It's um, so cozy. Have you seen, Erlen, have you seen Flocklipper Grand Prix? Yeah, of course. That's also and, a classic. And, or Reisen til Julestjernen. I would, yeah, I've seen that Those one too. Awesome. I would say Flocklipper is sweet because it's stop motion. So it's like. A, uh, that's a stop motion uh, yeah. about a race, a race movie. Yeah, and it's uh, the, really, really These are all really classic well Christmas ones. Yeah. Um, oh. So our option is to cover Wait, one of these. Wait, these are Christmas movies? I want, yes, I want to be clear. These are <laughs> terrible. <laughs> horrible sideline comment, but just because it's so applicable and everyone will know, will know it, we could also watch Frozen because it's set in Arndal, which is, is technically Norway. That is true. <laughs> Not that the I other want one to watch I... it <laughs> or cover so, it. But. So we have, we have, and then the last one was the one I texted you guys the trailer to, was another 2017 movie called Christmas Blood, which appears to be, show like a serial killer dressed as Santa going on a Everyone. Pierce um, me great. What are we thinking, guys? What are, of, of Christmas of Blood. Christmas Blood, or do we do Oscarport uh or do we do I mean Oscarport oh. might be hard to to get a hold of for people? It might be hard and to like get a hold of. the, the, the genius yeah. is the dub. That's a good part, point. So. We can't do that. And we probably can't get the the stop motion one. So yeah. here, okay. Yeah. So if, we're if between we can, Christmas Blood or Frozen. If we can get uh frozen but if John and I can watch it in Norwegian, in Norwegian like dubbed in Norwegian, Nor- yeah, 
with no no English subtitles, just just the Norwegian. Okay. Then yeah, then I do that. But otherwise, Christmas blood. Okay. Well, it'll be it'll be a surprise to our listeners. Surprise. Okay. Yeah, I like that. To our listeners Either that we might frozen in Norwegian. Wait, first off, have John and Kevin, have you ever seen Frozen? Yes. No. Okay, maybe we should make John watch it in Norwegian and see how much of the story he can figure out. I love that idea. I love that idea. <laughs> Probably I mean, a lot. It's, I think you'll get Disney, most of it. I mean, the songs are presumably still going to be in English. No, no I think they translated the songs. They translated the songs, yeah. Let me put let it this way. In, uh, in, in Norwegian? <laughs> you'll find out, buddy. You'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, I grew up with the 1994 Lion King dubbed in Norwegian, even the songs, right? So like they've been dubbing the songs for decades. Oh, like, wow. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. I had no okay. idea. Okay. All right. We might do this. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about this. All right. Let's <laughs> sign off. It'll either, we'll either be covering Christmas blood or frozen. Um, in Norwegian. In Norwegian. <laughs> or, but it's not called frozen. It's called frost in the Just, Norwegian. Of course, yeah. Oh, of course right. it fucking is. Because and why it's not? In, and it's in the original Norwegian. Yeah, and they've yeah. changed the whole setting in to make it in America. It's crazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a weird... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, all right. It's based uh, on a town thank, in Ohio. Thank you, everyone. Oh, yeah, Oslo, Ohio. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Goodbye. Please send us emails because we have nothing else to do. It's a pod for Noriga at gmail.com. N-O-R-G-E. And we'll uh, catch you for our Christmas episode. All right, goodbye. Bye. Bye.